Prostitution, the world's oldest profession. Illegal in most places in the world, and, like all things related to sex, a taboo subject we rarely discuss. But, in the rural counties of Nevada, where the West is still wild, pay for play is legal. My name is Jim, and for the last 20 years I've been a customer of the legal brothel system in Nevada. From its lavish high-end resort properties, to its small shacks in the middle of nowhere, from its connections to other arms of the sex industry, to the secrets it keeps from the public. I've seen it all, done most of it, and now I'm going to share it all with you. Join my friend Larry and I as we take you Behind the Red Light. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to your favorite brothel experience in Nevada show, Behind the Red Light, where we talk about all sorts of wonderful things I, I, it's and not, stuff. It's not necessarily my favorite brothel experience, but then again, I've actually been there. And uh, well, I don't know. You know. We're just here to here to do our thing. Maybe maybe if people are, uh, 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 they just like to listen, or they like to. Yeah, that kind of thing. They're voyeurs. Yes. Yes. Maybe this. Maybe for them, it could be their their favorite brothel experience. That's kind of creepy. Um, oh, I know well. this is the only brothel experience I'll ever have. Well, but before you know. we get into that, um, my name's Larry. That's Jim. That's Jim. I'm Larry. We Absolutely. still. One of these days, we'll figure out how to pinpoint an opening. But today's not going to be that day. Tomorrow's not looking good either. No, and probably not the next day. But anyway, uh, Jim. It, which you already know is our preemptive subject matter expert. Subject matter expert. We'll We're going to figure out how we get down this hill one we'll day. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> and I just press the buttons. I, I'm the resident pervert of the group. Is basically. <laughs> Basically what we're saying. It all depends on what we're talking about. Absolutely. But uh, before we go down that road, you should all know that we do not. We we do not encourage. No. We do not promote. No. We do not work for the brothels. No. no. We don't do anything of the sort that would push you towards the decision to do this or represent any of these places. Absolutely not. We are here simply to inform, entertain, and give a little bit of a history lesson. That's all we're here to do. Yes. And you should also know, which we made mention for, is uh, one of us is in a monogamous uh, relationship, and we're both actual staunch monogamists. It's we just, are. My wife would kill me if I ever visited any of these places. And she would. Uh, she would kill you dead. And speaking of visiting one of these places, while I was out uh, raking the leaves on my lawn, because mm-hmm. we have a big, giant maple tree, it's it's beautiful. And, and, it is and beautiful, and I have to tell you, when I rode, when, I guess it was last week I was here or whatever, and I rode, and you had these beautiful piles of leaves, it was everything I could do not to run and jump into them. Yes, and, and, and then you and I would have had a physical altercation. <laughs> Which is the only reason that I didn't, because I have seen you throw punches into a bag, and I would rather that not be into me. That, so that is the only reason. It would have reverted into some vulgar swearing and language yes. and yes and, and and authority figures showing up and nobody needs that no but i'm telling you it was just to see because you had you had composed this enormous pile of, le- of leaves oh yes and if i had been i'm telling you right now if i had been a child there would have been no stopping me I, it was it was there screaming out to be leapt into and the fact that children now play video games and don't go outside is the only thing I think that enabled you to have such pile without it going everywhere. Well, and the, the, it was a multiple 
when you showed up, that was that was day three on my day five excursion of raking before I got all the leaves because I wasn't going to rake up all the piles, then take and dump the piles. Right. It's just now, I would assume that that the further along you were in those days, the more violent you would have become if the piles were left. Like on day one, it would have been you rotten sob, but on day five. You'd have been swinging an axe at somebody or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, and, and, and I'm quite proficient. Though there are no firearms on the property, I'm sure I could come up with a few blunt objects. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of blunt objects. Oh, God. Yes, this is our, our transitions are getting a hell of a lot better around or here. Or worse, is oh, gonna get depending on where say. you're at. But speaking of blunt objects, oh, man, I'm a horrible person. While I was raking the leaves in my lawn, mm -hmm. you took off to one of the magical places that we were talking about earlier. Yes, a few shows ago, we spent some time talking about Exotica um, and the things you see at a convention like that and the people you meet at a convention like that. We actually broke it down into two shows. But uh, through the magic of... Uh, Television, if you will, or, or radio, if you will. I don't even know what to call this. The magic Post, of whatever. The magic of post-production and reaching sure. through the fourth wall. Yes, we will call it that. We record these things in blocks. So we knew at the time that that episode was going to air that I would literally be preparing to go or would have just been there. But that I did not have the opportunity to, so we made it sound like I was there. In yeah, because you know, well, again, you want to make it topical. Well, again, I, I, again, you know, behind the red light, you're actually getting behind the red light here. Yeah, we record these shows in four uh, in four show blocks because yes. it's just easier for us to do based on our production schedule. Absolutely, because uh, this is not the only thing we produce. No, this is not the only thing we produce, and it's just easier this way because right. you know we get together one week and we do thirty minutes. It's okay. That's to me. That's a waste of time. Why? Not? Well, it is because there's always the prep time and the breakdown time afterward and everything else. So yeah, doing four at a time it seems to be what works out best for us. But in any case, we really truly haven't had the chance to discuss this recent visit that just happened a few weeks ago in Edison, New Jersey, and so now would be the time to do it uh, because this was the first trip I've taken where we have actively been doing the podcast. Yes. So I went with the intention of passing out some cards and everything. And for those of you who have been longtime listeners, you know that uh, longtime listeners were on like episode 12. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Thank you for being with <laughs> yeah, us for the three months. Have, those, of, those of you that have been with us right from the get-go, we love you. Thank you. But, um, you know, I put it out there that any, if anybody happened to see me while there, by all means, come up to me. I don't bite. Um, I didn't expect to meet anybody who had been listening to us. I really didn't. I, you know, again, when you're and if, for for historical purposes, and I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, Larry, that when you first start something like this, you start so small that you don't really have any intention. But if two years down the line from this, we've got a thousand or ten thousand or whatever million number of people listening a week at that point, somebody's going to come back and listen to these shows when we were still only drawing in the hundreds, if you will, or whatever. Oh yeah, the the the, the fun part about having a podcast is you built up a library and people can retroactively go back and take yeah. a look at your library. Yeah. So I, it, the point that I want to make here with that is that, you know, at this early stage, we're not stupid. I mean, we know that there are not a million listeners, so we're not expecting to no, be noticed. There's 12 listeners and two of them just happen to be Jim and I. Right. Well, no, we have more than We've that. got more than <laughs> but, that, but you uh, know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, you know, that uh, the first episode, I think we had 12, but yeah. now we've well, we've grown quite a bit. But in any event, the point being is that uh, 
you know, I didn't expect anyone to recognize me or know me or anything of the sort, but that is not what happened. So I felt that it was necessary to to come to the table here and actually talk about Exotica a little bit because I had a great time. Yeah, and when he says come to the table and talk, this is their our third recording since we're we're opening yeah. the doors. Yeah, this why is not? our third recording location. We recorded yes. our first show and uh in the our first set of shows it was it, it, the location we chose was suiting just enough uh, just so we could get in there and get something recorded yes. we had um outside noise we had to deal with pain it was true pain yeah it was because it required us driving to a central location and doing it yeah then we moved studios, and we had to abandon that studio because the weather set in, and it was getting cold, and we that made That location it... did not have the best heat. No. We, we, we did the four shows, and we both mutually agreed that it was time to change. But we now have a right, proper studio here. Yeah, where it's actually, like, warm, and it, the, the, the walls are decorated and stuff where it's friendly. You're, yes. you're more comfortable. Yes, I'm very, I'm very pleased with this location. This is, this is wonderful. If we ever go to video work, I think our audience will appreciate this location too. Yes, it's very, very nice. Yeah. Here. Very but anyway, nice. yes. So, in any case, uh, so my friend uh, Stripe went with me on this. I call him by his his online nickname to you know protect innocence. Uh, or lack thereof. Yes, we went for uh, now. Those of you who, again who have been listening for the for the sake of those of you who haven't, who just stumble across this as your first show, why? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, why at first? But also, Stripe is a longtime friend of mine. I've known him for over twenty years, and we have been going to strip clubs and porn conventions, and all, all. We've gone to the brothels together. We we've uh, we have fornicated around each other for years and years and years. So going to something like this together is not unusual. In the same room? Well, no, not at the same time. Okay, let's no. just uh, like uh, no. <laughs> no. Didn't no, know no, if that's we, what you were into or no, not. No, sir. We draw the line there. No, I I have not had to witness stripes, little stripe, or anything of the sort. Okay, moving on. Yes. So uh, anyway, we get there. Uh, we decided to skip Friday. We just went for Saturday and Sunday. Um, one we, when we got there, we walked in, and um, we were walking back one of the aisles, and two of the young ladies who were who were adult performers uh, called out to us, and they recognized us. Now we haven't seen them in I don't know two years, so you know here comes Stripe and I down the aisle, and they're they're screaming out to us that they that they recognized us. So we stopped and you know we talked to them for a little bit or whatever, and I, I remember. Saying, you know, I'm I'm surprised you remember us, and she said, "Oh, I'd never forget you guys. You know, you guys were really really nice to us. We were just getting started, and blah 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 blah. And it was a really cool thing. You know, you you felt you felt remembered or whatever. So I, uh, she asked me what we were up to, and I said, well, one of the things I'm here to do, and then pass out the card, and she's like, I'll share this with everyone I know. And I thought. Well, then that's nice. I barely know this human. How come I don't have a card? Uh, well, I don't because you haven't gone to the. I, I got. I literally got them. They got to me maybe two days before we left. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I figured one of the things that you. Oh, and here's our card, so I could throw it on the wall of accomplishments. I, I will. I will have to. I. I apologize for not bringing one. I. I. Rat it literally. <laughs> it literally. I got them like two days before I left, and since then I haven't really thought about it much. You know. But uh, in any case, so well, that, it just dawned on me. It's like, wait, how come I don't have a car? Uh, yeah, my yeah, name's I, on it. Yeah, I gotta get you one. So from there, we get further on down the aisle, and I run into this couple. And what stops me and grabs my attention is I see 
on the table these socks. And they have rubber on the bottom. And what they remind me of is if you've ever been in the hospital, those stupid booties that they give you to put on your feet so that they are legally covered if you ever decide to get out of bed without a nurse's help and fall and kill yourself. Mm. That they put rubber on the bottom like this is some kind of – and if any of you have ever worn these within the sound of my voice, you know that the very first thing they do is flip over so that even if you do get out, it's not going to help you and you're still going to slip, fall, and die. Right. So uh, in any case – Or the, the, the feet of a onesie. Yes. So in any case, there I am and I'm looking at these and the there's a woman and a man at the table. I come to find out they are a couple and that this gentleman – uh, is uh, he is a, a occupational therapist, and in the course of his work, you know he's seen enough people that have come to him due to a sexual mishap that comes up with the idea that if some if people would have a little bit more, uh, you know, traction for certain things, they wouldn't fall or shift a certain way and stretch something or whatever. So he has created these socks. They have toes in them. And then on the bottom, they've got a very hefty, like, rubber material or whatever that prevents you from falling. And this is designed if a guy needs a little more oomph and he's, you know, putting his foot on the his feet on the footboard, if you will. Or even if he's up and you're on a hardwood floor or something, that you're not going to you're not going to slip and fall or whatever. If there's if the floor gets wet in some way, I'll leave it leave it at that. How that might happen is you know, varied. But again, you would get traction. So I'm talking to him about this, and I said, when he mentions he's an occupational well, therapist, gonna, but but before you go, yes. go 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 any further, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up to the people. Yeah, okay. something I don't I don't normally. No, do. you don't. Oh, go for it. Yeah, I wear socks constantly. Yeah, I do too. I have always worn socks since I was a little kid. I hate feet. That's why I do. What's that? I hate feet. Oh, feet are gross. Yes, they step in poo and all sorts of other things. Yes, yes, that's why I don't. Nasty. No, no. And like, I, I wear socks. Like, the only place I don't really wear socks is in the shower. Yes. Or, uh, or when I'm on the beach. Yes. Like, I like the sand in between my my toesies, and you know, I figure it. in fact, I even got one of those those sock lines where there's no hair on my ankle. Yes, That's how I my... didn't realize we had this in common. This is this is okay. This is fascinating, yes. isn't it? So when I'm I'm sleeping in bed, mm-hmm. you know, again wearing socks because it has been it's been shown that it increased blood flow while you're sleeping or, mm-hmm. or something like that. And I go to get out of bed to go to the bathroom or whatever you're getting up in the middle of the and, night. And of course you're disoriented because you just woke up yeah. and everything else. Sure. And you're trying to figure things out. Um, yeah, the first thing I'll go to is grab my slippers so I don't slide all over the floor. Yeah. Now, if this guy invented this where I could actually go to bed with these socks on yeah. so I don't fall down. Exactly. And that was the, and that was the point that I made to him when I started talking to him is this goes well beyond the idea of just something sexual. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Although he's marketing it that way and what a great marketing strategy it is. This is this is fantastic. And he said to me, because I mentioned then the little booties they give you in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he said that that was actually one of his major inspirations. Oh. Was because he saw such a massive mistake that they had made in the development of those things because they didn't have toes. And as a result, that caused them to flip over and become completely ineffective. Whereas the addition of the toes prevents that sock from flipping over at all. 
No, is it like a glove, kind of like you put on? Exactly like that. I don't. Now, I don't know how. Now I will tell you this: the mm. material is very different from a normal sock. Okay. So I haven't tried them on yet. I do have a pair. I haven't tried them on yet. When I do, I'll get back to you. But I have a sense that just having felt the material, I have a sense it wouldn't be near as uncomfortable to you as, as a, you know, in a normal cotton sock, there'd be so much material between the toes that I think it'd be somewhat uncomfortable. And that's what I was thinking. It's like if it's built like a glove, then you're going to have that fabric in between the toes. Yeah. And that's, I don't enjoy that. Yeah, I don't think this would be near as distracting, to be honest, based on the material. Um but nevertheless, uh, you know, we're sitting there talking or standing there talking. And, and we're uh, not we're, – uh, please understand we're not insulting you feet fetishes out there. No, no, I mean, no. If, goodness, no. If that's if what you're, you're – if you're into feet, you're – God love you. You're into feet. I mean, yeah. I, I have no – I have no. I take no offense to somebody being into feet. No. It's just not my thing. No, it's – it's. The, now, it hasn't ew. prevented me – my dislike of feet has not prevented me from – Massaging a girlfriend's feet over the years, or something. There is like a that. difference between massaging a, a loved one's feet and sticking it in your mouth. A huge difference. <laughs> That's there. where we're going to draw the there, line. There is a huge difference. <laughs> That's where the line is. Well, if it goes in your mouth or any other orifice, uh, I'm out. I suppose. I suppose if I had just, you know, I have had this conversation with a number of our friends friends regarding what is worse: somebody who wants their toes licked. Or somebody who wants their 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 ass licked, and the argument is that the feet are worse because how can they ever truly be clean? Because the very moment you clean them, you then step out of the shower, say onto the floor, boom, they're dirty again. Yep. You know, so there, there's no possible way that these that they are ever that unless you would literally you know pick her up, put her on the bed, and then clean her feet, so to speak. Like that'd be the only way. Let's just ever... let's just put it this way. From my point of view, keep both out of your mouth because this way you don't get hepatitis. Oh, now come on. We, we were not even gonna get into this. We're not gonna now. get into today. That's going way on way way off on a tangent. Oh, we could get in a tangent and a downright out argument over some of the things that we're into. There's a mutual friend into. of ours that needs to be here though. If if you want to talk about the the uh, the perils of eating ass, he needs to be here for it because I am of course am all for it. And he is not, and we'll we'll go into that another time, I'm sure. But yeah, that's a debate we're not going to get into. No, anyway, but in any case, yeah. So uh, these were very very nice people, and he offered me a free pair of them to try out if I would be so kind as to, if I can use a wrestling business thing, cut a promo here, answer a few questions about uh, you know what whatever. And I was like, sure, I'll be more than happy to do this. And, uh, you know, I, I recorded the thing, gave him my card, uh, you know, and there you go. You know, so it was, again, making a contact. And he was like, oh, you know, with what you're doing, you should talk to so-and-so who is over in this aisle or whatever. She has a lifestyle club that is close to where you're at. He asked where I was located. I told him where we were at. And We're so not going to tell you where we're at no. because we don't want bricks thrown through our window. No, we're in the northeast somewhere. I'll yeah. say that. So there we go. So now we're off. Stripe and I are off and running at this point, and he's like, dude, everywhere we're going, people are, like, being really cool about this. And and this is the thing that fascinated you when I came home and I started telling you this. Because if you think about – and, folks, this is not the only thing we do. And this, by no. far, is the most controversial thing we do. Very much so. So, you know, with any of the things we've tried, getting people to uh, promote – or help you, or like get the word out, or whatever. 
is miserable. It's like pulling teeth. It is. You ask your friends, hey, just go and download this. You don't even just 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 do the download for it. They won't do it. No, they I, won't do it. I don't understand. And this is this is my own grievance. Yeah, it's like I I tried to go out and I tried to help people, you know, promote their stuff. Yes, and people send me messages. Hey, could you promote this? And I'm like, well, all right, fine. The only. Uh, the only difference between me promoting things now on my uh, on my personal page versus my wrestling page is I don't pay any attention to my wrestling page anymore because it brought me negative yeah uh, responses and, and attention I totally did not want yeah. by and not in the good way no. because you were a heel so bad response yet like that where the fans don't like you is one thing but. When it's all of a sudden, hey, you should forget about your wife and come with me. That's a different type of negative response. Yeah, when I'm yeah. getting messages from from female fans who are married asking me what I'm up to, yeah, I I immediately branch off. And that uh, I tell you this because it's it's going to lead to a point that Jim and I are going to make somewhere down the line about uh, about the kind of um, demographic and relationship we have yeah but when you came back and you told me how welcoming everybody was yes. and they're just trying to help each other out to try to get ahead and be more informative because the community that you're talking to is based on consent and safety it is yeah very much so and because we are all part some of us more a part of the community than others um consent and safety is is paramount for what you're doing yeah and i think with respect to what we are doing i would suggest that you and i are i guess the best term would be satellite to the business and not necessarily part of it very much so because we're talking about it but neither of us are in the business although no. I, although i am a customer of you know I've, I've never been on the other side of it so i i'm you know i'm, I'm right there but I'm not in it, and that that is that is a difference. Uh, and so again, everyone was very welcoming, and it was wonderful. Um, I did get around to that woman that owns the Lifestyle Club, and she's up to she was up to like, hey, if you ever want me on the show for any reason, if you ever all into it, all great idea. Took the card, handed me one of hers. Just a fantastic everywhere we were going. Everyone was interested. Everyone thought it was cool that we were doing this. Uh, everyone thought it was really really neat. At one point, I saw that they were having a, uh, a presentation mm -hmm. on safety for sex workers. Now, as part of any convention like this, they always have these little workshops or whatever. And I decided to take a half hour of my life and go and see this because I w we had had a discussion regarding safety on an earlier episode. Yes, we did. So I was curious to see how close to our episode this was. This was being presented by a woman in the business. So I was very fascinated. And I got to tell you, we were dead on with a lot of the things that she said and it was just really fantastic to hear that we were you know we were that close even though again we're satellite to it she's in it we we hit we hit our points is, yeah. is really what i'm getting at and i was happy about that but uh, towards the end i um uh, i raised my hand and asked a question and i said um you know as a client what can we do to help sex workers feel more comfortable because obviously the more comfortable we make them feel the more comfortable they're going to make us feel if you will yeah and and everybody has that mutual exchange yes. that's consensual safe and you want to get the most out of it right i mean don't you absolutely there was a woman sitting adjacent to me just behind me 
that looked at me and said, that's a great, great question. Thank you for asking it. Um, and at this point, the floor that has been very quiet up to this point opens up and all the sex workers start saying, because there's a ton of them in the room that I didn't realize, that are you know saying this is cool and that's neat. Well, when they do this, this is really, really neat. And it was really just a nice little conversation. It went for about three or four minutes, and that was that we had to get out of the room. As we're leaving, the woman that was sitting behind me, I find out in a brief conversation with her that she is a uh, she's a sex worker out of Canada. And um, I presented my card to her as we were talking, and she looked at the card and looked at the name and said, Oh, my God, I listen to you guys. I know who you are. We have a fan. And I'm like, and, and when she said that. A Canadian I'm, fan. I'm stunned. I'm sitting and I'm like, wait, we're recognized? And it was very, very cool. It was this cool moment where she said, you guys are doing a great thing and et cetera, et cetera. And thank you for what you're doing. And I felt, I felt very, very honored that somebody in the business was listening. So to her. I, I hope you're listening to this episode. Thank you so much for that. That made that made me feel really, really good. And I know it, it made Larry feel really good yes, when I came did. home and told him that we have somebody in the business listening that, that likes what we're doing. So, Yeah, and I think um, one thing that you came home with, and we're going we're gonna to finalize this, this episode out here because it wasn't supposed to be like the longest episode in the no, world. No, not at all. We, was... just wanted, we just wanted to, because of the great time I had and how receptive everybody was, I just wanted to do it as a thank you to all those people that I, I met, all the people in the S&M community that were in the room that were also very interested in what I was doing and took time to show me the stuff that they had there to present that I knew nothing about whatsoever, but I learned. And uh, just very, very, very cool people. And again, to the point that Larry and I really want to stress here is we find it very ironic that in a community that is looked down upon by so many you find so many friendly people who are willing to help you out and willing to work with you and willing to promote you and willing to do whatever they can to help each other versus in our normal world where a lot of people go, oh, yeah, sure, I'll listen to that when I get around to it. Yeah. And, and never help you at all. So, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone that, that I met at Exotica. And uh, who knows? Hopefully next year I'll go and present something. Well, I think that'd be fun, a good way to give back. Well, the point that I was – uh, I was going to make, and you referenced this and in, in, in laying out what you uh, what you're going to do is present. Is even though I wasn't there, mm -hmm. people were asking about me. Yeah, they were, and 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 they turned to your friend and. And I especially love this. They turn to your friend uh, Stripe, thinking that that yeah, was is, that was is me. Is Larry? And I'm like, no, no, no. That's that's not Larry. And, and Stripe would eventually go. He's at home with his wife. He did. He did say that. <laughs> so he would buy into the joke, which yeah. means I have a surrogate Larry, which means I need to get him a shirt that says surrogate Larry. So yeah. next time you guys a surrogate run Larry. Next time I love it. You guys oh. go running around and doing the thing. But there's a reason why we 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 uh personally developed this relationship as far as yeah. you know, you go out doing the thing and I stay home. Well, yeah, because I mean, let's be honest, uh, you, as much as we we joke about it, you and your marriage, the two of you have decided that this is not something for you. No, and, and that and that's even, fine. And even outside of my marriage, I, I. It's, well, yeah, you're just not. You're not that guy. No, I'm not. I'm not comfortable in those situations. Yeah, I'm just not. Yeah, you're not that guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, the only person that you have to be open with in that scenario is the person you're actually having sex with. Yeah. So as long as you got that covered, 
you're golden and I have no complaint with anybody then. Um, and that's, that's really what it boils down to. So, you know, for you, my goodness, regardless of how successful this gets, it's unlikely that you're going to show up at any of these no. places because it's just not, it's not for you. No. It's not your type of thing. And I think that's what makes the show so genuine actually is the fact that you're here to ask about it and you're here to be that, that outside entity looking at it. Yeah. And, and you, we, we, we discussed that, uh, the best way to have an audience relate to you is to be that guy who doesn't know about you know the the who has all the questions and 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 you can relate to yeah i'm sure the majority of the audience eventually would relate more to me and more of a oh that's interesting i didn't know that was going to happen oh i didn't know that was going to happen and then maybe maybe they'll try it maybe they won't Mm -hmm. it's all based off of what they personally want to do yeah um this is not to say that if we ever get invited to, you know, a free speech convention or something that has a little bit more generalization um, that I wouldn't come venture out and say hello to well, everybody. Let me ask you something. If, if, if one of these places would invite us, especially given the fact that, that you know, consent is such a thing and no one's going to touch you or anything like yeah. that. If someone invited us, would you go to present? If, even if that's what you walked in to do and you walked out afterward, you know, you were there for your cup of coffee, so to speak, to do what you were asked to do and you left. Would you do that or is it something you wouldn't do? It would have to, I would have to know the person. I, I, I legitimately would have to know the person and get to know the rapport and understand mm-hmm. what was going on. What was expected of us. What was expected and to give my laundry lists of do's and don'ts because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a frail, I'm a frail sunflower. I need to. You are. You I, are. I, Very I'm much a tulip. So. I, 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 how, I need, how the hell does a tulip drive a tank? You know, I'm not going to ask. Well, my my uh, again, my do's and don'ts list uh, vary from time to time. Oh, I see. And, I see. And, you know, nobody <laughs> nobody's trying to sleep with me in the tank. Reasonable point. Okay. <laughs> I, I will give you that. Yes. I mean, me, me driving a tank is not going to affect my marriage. Well, no, 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 certainly not. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> I guess unless you try to put it in the driveway. Well, but, well, you know. And, and again, my uh, my emotional and physical and mental responsibilities will always come first. Sure, as, as they should. As opposed to, uh, to a cash grab. And uh, what I did for a job uh, bettered my life in the long run. This, uh, uh, on the other hand, again, it all has to deal with the people that I'm going to be around, the environment that I'm going to be around, the imagery that we're going to be around. Because if yeah. we do decide to go out and do a a, a, a show somewhere, I want to be able to put it up on YouTube without any problem whatsoever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I could see that. Because um, there are certain things you can and cannot put on YouTube for public consumption. And the whole point of our show and if i have to pixelate the background in every shot i'm going to kill somebody well yeah yeah. and the whole point of our show is to make it as acceptable for public consumption as we possibly can without a doubt without you know um putting nuances in it and 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 making it dirty this is probably like the cleanest show the cleanest sex show on 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 the air and you that's, know, that's we might want <laughs> there's our opening yeah, dude we're the, we just figured it out we're the cleanest sex, the show, cleanest on sex the show on uh, Be- the air because that's that's all we're doing and again we both have the same view as uh, of monogamy where if you're in a consensual relationship where everything's going why would you want to even look at somebody else yeah i yeah i don't uh 
yeah, I've no, I, I guess I, I'm always comfortable with who I'm with, and then I don't want to, you know, I don't want to break that comfort in any way. Right. Yeah. And and why make things weird at home? Yeah, you know? exactly. I don't want that. You got to cut. At the end of the day, you want to be able to come home to where you feel safe and secure. Though what's interesting about it is I've learned, and this is this is where things have changed in me over the years, by being exposed to a lot of people who are polyamorous or whatever, uh, by going to shows like this, I've learned that that is just as an acceptable version of a life to live if everyone's consensual and happy with it. Yeah. I, I, have, no, I have no issue with anybody doing it. It's just, it's just probably not something. And I'm not even. Hmm. Ah, man, this is this is going down a road I don't necessarily want to go down today. But I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna leave it at this. I don't know that in the right instance, it's something I wouldn't explore with the right person. You know, if if it was a situation where she said, "Hey, I would like a, a, another female in the situation," looking at a trio, I recognize that the the ability to love more than one person at the same time exists. So I don't know that I would necessarily say no to that, depending on the situation. And that's a way I've evolved, where I've never, if you'd have asked me that at 20, that just, that never would have happened. I am a a selfish and jealous lover. And that's that's acceptable. (laughs) I'm just, because that's just two, one one person and done. I don't know what would happen. For me, I don't. Outside of that. I don't consider it a threat to myself if it's not another man. No, if, if that makes any sense. Well, I like, don't. I, con- don't... I don't consider it a threat. It uh, I... that's a wrong. That's the wrong word to use. I get a challenge. I think is well, the word, or or not ch- not even challenge. What is the word I want here? It's like um. It, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like those two rams butting heads for competition. Yeah, I don't. I I don't. I don't want that. And for me, any other man would represent that. Where that. That that drive to destroy, mm. uh, you you don't belong here. That would come out in me, and I guess that's the combatant in me. I was I, I spent way too much time aggressively fighting people, you know, it, whether it be in a ring or a cage or whatever. That that's just that's just who I am. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, uh, step back for another man. I'm just not. I'm just not going to share. Yeah, 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 exactly. You just don't want to share. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. You know, that's I mean, just not who I am. Especially when you have a partner that that, that understand. No, that's the other thing. It's trying to find another partner that's into the same things that you are. But if you have questions like that and uh, concerning partners. Yeah, if you want us this, to explore this subject in greater detail. That and the other thing, please get a hold of us at Behind the Red Light. 702 at gmail.com. Leave us a question. We'll be more than happy to read it on the podcast. Try to answer it the best we possibly can uh, with the knowledge that we do have. And if you want to be a little bit more open, yes, a little bit more suggestive, absolutely. Um, you want to form a, a community, if you will, mm-hmm. Jim will direct you to. Uh, his side of the business. That's right, because our social media presence exists on the Book of Faces. You can join us over on Facebook by looking up behind the red light. You'll see our lovely little logo with a, uh, uh, a beautiful neon image of a woman's silhouette. By all means, uh, follow and like and do all those wonderful things that you can do on Facebook. And uh, to the, the vendors that I've talked about on this show, you'll notice I've mentioned no names. 
and that's because I do not have any written permission with which to mention their names. But if you happen to have heard yourself being mentioned here, and you want us to talk about you in more detail and mention names and where they can find you, by all means, reach out to us, and I will be glad to name drop as soon as I have that in writing in our email. Again, what's that email, Larry? Oh, that is BehindTheRedLight702 at gmail.com. Outstanding. And, um... Yeah, uh, we we also don't have a financial obligation to mention you on the no 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 not, none whatsoever. Definitely want to want to emphasize the financial. Oh, if you agreement. give us a financial reason, my God, we will we, we will mention you egregiously yeah, at that point. I, it will be every five words. Yes. We will mention your name. Yes. Absolutely. We yes, we we are we For every will, dollar you give us, every five words we'll be like, Oh yes, Sam. Oh yes, Sam. Yeah. Oh yes, Sam. We will we will absolutely promote you to the ends of the earth. And we will go down that road. But until we go down that road and we see you again, please take care, take care of yourself, take care of other people, and know that somebody out there loves you. Absolutely. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. That was a very stout goodbye. Uh, you know. <laughs>